the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's a minute before 4 o'clock. Southern California Live on KKLA. I'm Bob Lapine. We're starting a minute before 4 o'clock because we jump in early. We're getting after this. Everybody else waits another minute, not us. We're getting started here for our conversation this afternoon. We're glad you're along, and you're welcome to join us at 888-52-TALKS. In the first hour today, we've been talking about the whole transgender issue And uh, we've been talking with Dr. J. Allen Branch, who is the author of a book on this subject. He's also a professor at Midwestern Theological Seminary in Kansas City. And I just want to bring up something as we start Hour 2, because it ties in with what we had just been talking about last hour. There was a meeting, I don't know if you knew about this, a a meeting of the California Teachers Association. This was out in Palm Springs. And two teachers led a, a workshop there on how to uh, how to recruit kids into uh, gay straight alliance clubs, kids as young as sixth grade, and how to get how, how to do this in a way that parents are unaware, how to uh, how to deceive parents, not let them know. In fact, they, this involved looking at kids' search histories which somehow these teachers have access to on their school-issued computers. And uh, the the whistle got blown on this recently. Audio from this leaked out, and uh, the, the school district involved has had to suspend the teachers who were involved in this because it came out in the open. But it goes back to what was being talked about in the last hour. And, Dr. Branch, I want you to comment on this. The whole issue of an agenda being driven, our kids being targeted, and and how parents need to be alert to this and respond to it if they think things are happening like this in their community. Well, uh, first of all, I'd like to say that sexually progressive ideas coming out of a meeting of California Teachers Union or Association, whoever it was, in Palm Springs, is about as surprising as beer at a NASCAR race. I mean, (laughs) you know, I just thought they go hand in hand. Well, I think one of the things you're going to have to do is you've got to coach your kids up at a younger and younger age. Uh, We, as Christians, need to develop age-appropriate education for sexual ethics and gender that is appropriate to children at the right ages. We don't need to be too explicit with the young children, but we need to get ourselves ahead of the curve. I've written lots of stuff for adults. What we are missing in the Christian community is some really sharp people, a really sharp local church, someone that develops some material that coaches kids up on gender. There's a power in having the first message. Since I can't point to anything like that right now, what I would tell the parents is learn the terminology, Sit down with your kids when you have family devotions and tell them, you are going to hear this term at school, or you're going to hear gender non-binary, you're going to hear transgender, you're going to hear uh, the term queer and queer theory. You're going to hear all these ideas at school. Let mommy and daddy tell you what that means and how they're using those terms, and we want to go ahead and tell you now 
identify as followers of Jesus, we don't agree with those ideas. There's such a power in being the first, having the first message. When a parent does that, it communicates to the child, I'm not afraid of this topic. And secondly, it communicates to the child, well, you know, my mom and dad know a little bit more than I thought they did. And they may roll their eyes at you and everything, but as the years go by, they're going to remember that you brought up the subject. I, I can't stress enough, there's the power and being the first message. So our parents need to take that initiative. And and we feel as parents like we are somehow invading our child's innocence when we're sitting right. down with a seven or eight-year-old and starting to talk about things that we wish we didn't have to talk about at all. And yet if, right. if we're, if, if we're going to raise kids in this culture, we've got to prepare them in a way that's age-appropriate and in a way that is that is thinking biblically about these things. That's right. And at different ages, there's different mes- messages we want to tell. For example, with a very young child, maybe two and three years old, we're actually doing sex education in a Christian way, in a godly way that honors the Lord and is faithful to the Bible, and informing them about gender. When we say things like this, I'm so glad God made you a boy. Right. I'm so glad God made you a girl. And especially for the children to hear that from both sets of parents, that the, my mom and my dad are glad I'm a girl. My mom and my dad are both glad that I'm a boy, and nobody here is unhappy that I you know that I'm the gender I am. That is a very powerful affirming a message, and it gets down in that little child's heart. Okay, well, I'm a boy, and, and that's good. That, that simple message is profoundly powerful and really sets a child up for a great deal of success later on. Tell our listeners about the book that you've got coming out next year. Can you do that? Oh, the 150 questions? Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, I mean, probably, I mean, it's, I don't know, if, it's going to be so hot, I don't know if they'll be able to find them on the shelves. I mean, people should <laughs> be buying them, but right, it wouldn't be, you know, there might be a, have to have the L.A. cops out there guiding traffic in front of their local. <laughs> There's going to be street yeah, crime, uh, right? Smash and grabs to word. get copies of your book. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they'll be, they'll be, they won't be going into Nordstrom anymore. Because it's called 50 Ethical Questions. I really enjoyed writing it. I take 50 questions. I try to give about 1,500 to 1,600 words on each other. A lot of hard things I talk about. Uh, I talk about artificial insemination. I talk about abortion. I talk about con- uh, contraception. I talk about sexual ethics, marriage, divorce, and I try to take 50 questions. It's not an ethics textbook. I'm writing to the person in the pew. And, uh, there are some wonderful, wonderful Christian ethics books, uh, a massive link that are out there right now. John Frame has got a really good one. Wayne Grudem's got one. They're really good. I realize the average church member is probably not going to sit down with an 800-word volume and read it. Uh, this is about 200 pages, and I just take 50 questions and try to give some folks some guidance and get them started thinking about how we as Christians should reflect on these different issues, and hopefully that will uh, point them to the, the more substantive resources as they on. Well, the book comes out at the end of January, and uh, we'll see if we can uh, have another meetup and talk about that when the book comes out. Thank you for your time this oh, afternoon. thank you. That would be great, Bob. Thank you, man. I look forward to it. Always good to connect with you, and thanks for uh, for helping our listeners out this afternoon. Right. Dr. Y'all J. Allen Brandt. Yeah, you as well. And have a Merry Christmas, too. Oh, you too, Bob. See you, buddy. Dr. J. Allen Branch joining us this afternoon on Southern California Live, talking about the whole transgender issue. Uh, his book that's out right now is about that subject. It's called Affirming God's Identity. And it's available wherever you get books, Affirming God's Image, excuse me, Addressing the Transgender Question, and you can check that out. Okay, now.
We're going to switch gears a little bit, okay? After after talking about that for an hour, I think it's good for us to talk about what happened yesterday. And and by that I mean where you went to church. In this hour what I'd love to do is hear about what you heard about yesterday morning when you gathered for worship with your congregation. Because I think it's easy for us, I said this earlier, I think it's easier for us to uh, to get to Monday afternoon and, and all of a sudden we've forgotten what we heard yesterday. And in the moment, maybe it was convicting or helpful or encouraging or whatever it was, but you get to Monday afternoon and you're on to the next thing and you're worried about who's you know who play, who's playing who. So we're going to open the phone lines at eight 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 fifty two talks eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. When you call, share with us where you go to church. Share with us who your pastor is, so it's a good chance for a shout out and a uh, a, a little whoop whoop for your pastor. Okay, and then just tell us what was the sermon about. And how did God use it in your life? And maybe it was an aha, and you went, huh, I've not, I haven't thought about that. Or maybe it was just something you were convicted about or something that was really encouraging for you. 888-52-TALKS is the number, 888-528-2557. You can email us at Southern California Live. I'll start, okay, because I was the preacher yesterday at our church. We're working our way through John's Gospel. And we're in John chapter 14, which is where Jesus is preparing his disciples for what's ahead. He says, I'm not going to be here with you, uh, but you got to get ready for the mission. And he says, here's the mission. You're going to do the works that I did. And you're going to do greater works, actually. So we talked a little about that. But then he makes this promise. He says, whatever you need, ask me. And I'll give it to you. If there's anything you need, you ask and I'll grant it to you. And you know, those verses in John chapter 14 have often been confusing or pulled out of context. People say, wait, I can just go ask Jesus for whatever I need. I I just, all I have to do is say, hey, Jesus, I need this. And he's duty bound to give me whatever it is I'm asking for. And I, I said two things related to this passage, and I, I hope this will be helpful for you. First of all, I said, there's a context here. Jesus is talking about the mission that he's sending these disciples on. You will do the works I did, and you're going to do greater works. You're going out to, to, uh, to bring transformational new life to people. That's what Jesus has been doing. He's been advancing the gospel, advancing the kingdom of God. He says, you're going to be doing that, and I'm going to equip you for that. I'm going to empower you for that. So it's in that context that he says, whatever you need, you ask for it. It's not just, hey, if if you need anything today, ask for it. doesn't mean we can't bring any request before God. We learn in the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread. It's good to bring any petition before the Lord. But in this context, in John 14, Jesus is saying, in the mission, when you have a need, you ask for it, and I'll deliver it to you. And I use this illustration. Have you ever dropped off a son or a daughter at college? They're starting a new chapter in life. The, the, hard, the hardest days of my life, the most emotional days of my life, were the five days when we dropped off our five kids to go to college. 
And in those days, as we're getting ready to drive away and, and it's a new, it's a new day, they're going to start doing life without us there. They're not going to be sleeping at home tonight. They're not going to be around the dinner table. Life is they're They're about to tackle life on their own. And we've sent them there with an agenda. We want them to, to get a college education. We want them to get ready to embrace the, the responsibilities of adulthood and to know how to navigate that and manage that. But in that context, I've said to my kids, look, um, if there's anything you need while you're here, you know, we're just a phone call away. I mean, anything you, if you, if there's something going on, you're still connected to us and we still love you and we still care about you and we're still here to support you in what you're doing. So if you need anything, you call. Now, if my child calls the next day and says, hey, you know, I've been thinking about that promise yesterday that if I need anything, well, you know, I'm looking around and some of these kids at college, they got a nicer car than I have, or I don't even have a car. They've got a car and I don't even, I got a bicycle. So I need a car, dad. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to say, no, you don't. No, I, I know better about what you need for the mission here than you do. So I'm going to over, I'm going to overrule what you think you need here. If they call me a month later and say, Hey, I got invited to this party, this fraternity party. And they told me I'm supposed to bring, you know, like a, a fifth of bourbon and I, you know, I can't get that cause I'm underage. Could you just ship me a fifth of bourbon so I can go to the, party? no, I'm not doing that. Right. Well, dad, I thought you said anything I need. Well, that's right. Anything you need there. You know, there are other places where Jesus says, um, if you ask for anything, according to my will, I'll do it. If, if you abide in me and my words abide in you ask, and it will be done unto you. We have to be, here's a, here's an important principle for you. Any passage in the Bible, anything you see, examine it in context. Okay. Don't just pull your verses out of context and say, this must mean this. No, you examine this in context, understand these passages in context. So that was part of what we talked about yesterday at church. What about you? I'd like to hear about uh, your church experience. What what did you talk about yesterday morning at church and what stuck with you? And tell me, where do you go to church and who the pastor is? So we'll start with Patricia, who's in Northridge. Patricia, welcome to Southern California Live. I think we've got, can we call, can we bring Patricia on the line here? Uh, uh, there we go, Wilbur. We got it. Okay. Patricia, we got you. Welcome to Southern California live. Patricia, are you there? I want to tell you, God bless you. Um, yesterday, my church is called Fresh Anointment Church. Great. And my pastor is Oscar Lopez. And, and where is it in Northridge? Uh, Yes. Uh, right now we're meeting in, in various parks just to go out of the four walls and to reach the community. Okay. So um, the scripture was from, ironically, it was, it ties into your first hour. It was from Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, which says that we are created, let us make man in our image. So the the message was, um, you know, telling people that we are created in God's image, and we are not the image that the, the world is telling us that we are, but we are literally created in God's image. Well, and, and it continues to say he created them male and female. And, and so exactly. even to that point, right? Yeah, exactly. It, it is, you know, there's, yeah. there's a, there's a worship song that we sing sometimes in church that says, uh, 
I am who you say that I am. And it's, it's not, we don't make the call on who we are. God is the one who makes the call. So God bless Pastor Lopez, Oscar Lopez at Fresh Anointing Church, right? Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you, Patricia, for calling 888-528-25. Did I get that right? 888-528-2557. 828-52-TALKS is the number. Nicole is on the line with us in San Pedro, and uh, we're going to punch you up here in just a minute. Uh, Wilford, can we get to, uh, Wilbert, get to Nicole there, okay? Uh, Bring her online for us. There we got you. Nicole, welcome to Southern California Live. It's a pleasure, Bob. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Very good. So, so tell me about church the, uh, yesterday. Yeah, I go to Rolling Hills Covenant Church, Pastor Dan Burgoyne. And where is that? Senior pastor. It's in uh, Rancho Palos Verdes. Okay. And yeah, he's our new senior pastor. He's been here six months, and he's just on fire for the Lord. And we're a Jesus Church, and it's it's really amazing. But hmm. he talked. Um, he talked the Christmas message yesterday um, out of Luke uh, one twenty six, and his his points were: if the Christmas message is true, is true, is it true for you? And he talked about Mary and the calling on her life, and the commitment and the cost and the ca- accounting of her life, and how she. You know, she had plans for her life as a young girl, and and her family had plans, and, you know, Joseph's family had plans. But because she was willing, God used this young girl to essentially help change the world and and redeem us, and, um, you know, by by carrying the Savior. And it was just a, a time that, you know, I've heard the Christmas message, you know, for 25 years, but it just brought it a point, to a good point for myself that, you know, are we living the American dream or are we wanting to live God's dream and be impactful for winning people to the Lord? You know, we we sang O Little Town of Bethlehem in church yesterday morning, and, and some of the later verses in that talk about um, the the fact that well the last verse says oh holy child of bethlehem descend to us we pray cast out our sin and enter in be born in us today we hear the christmas angels the great glad tidings come oh come to us abide with us our oh lord our, our lord emmanuel and and i think the point that that you're bringing up here nicole is a great one which is the christmas message is not locked in in time and space 2,000 years ago, but the message that God has is a message for us. Are we ready to embrace uh, God's plan for us in the same way that Mary was ready to embrace God's plan? I mean, when the angel comes and says, by the way, you know, you're you're getting married to Joseph. It's I know you're all excited. Guess what? You're pregnant. God did it. And Mary says, let it be done to me according to your word. I mean, I don't know. I might have pushed back a little bit, but Mary was ready to embrace God's plan. Absolutely. That is so good, Nicole. I'm so glad you called in and shared that with us. Thank you. Uh, 888-52-TALKS is the number. We're we're, we're talking about what you heard in church yesterday, what stuck with you, what stood out, what was fresh, what was new, what was convicting. 888-52-TALKS is the number, 
And uh, let's go to Diana in Wilmington. Diana, thanks for thanks for calling us. Uh, uh, good to have you on the show this afternoon. Thank you very much. I'm Diana, and my church is Lifted Fellowship in Wilmington, California. My pastor is Pastor Tubai Fatei. We're a six-year-old church, and yesterday he preached on John three sixteen and 17, which says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And what was fresh was when he talked about verse 17, which says, God did not come into the world to condemn the world. He said, God did not come into the world to criticize, to attack, or to condemn anybody, but to provide life through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And that's the greatest gift we could ever receive or even imagine. Boy, it, it's a it's a good word and a good reminder to us that uh, if we're going to do the works that Jesus has called us to do, that that uh, our job, our assignment, is not uh, criticism and condemnation. There is a day coming when Jesus will come again and bring judgment, but the first coming was not the judgment coming. The first coming was the sacrifice coming. It's when He came and offered Himself as our sacrifice, and that you know at Christmas. Uh, it's a good time for us to just measure our words. I'm thinking of Ephesians chapter 4 that says, let your speech always be seasoned with grace and speak those things that are edifying to other people. Um, this is this is what Jesus would have us do. Now, that doesn't mean we don't stand up and, and speak the truth, but we speak the truth in love and, and not to bring guilt and condemnation on someone. Let the Holy Spirit do the work of conviction in somebody's life. That's not your assignment. We are, uh, we're taking your calls this afternoon, talking about yesterday in church. What did you hear from your pastor that stood out that you want to share with everybody else? Tell us the name of the church, your pastor's name. What was the text he was preaching from? What stood out for you? Our lines are open at 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. You can also email us at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. Uh, call in and we'll, we'll take your calls after we take this time out. You're listening to Southern California Live on KKLA. It's 24 after 4, Southern California Live on KKLA. I'm Bob Lapine. We're talking this afternoon about uh, what your pastor was talking about yesterday morning in church. Just kind of a review, I think it's good for us to to refresh ourselves again with what was, how, how did God speak to you yesterday through his word, by his spirit? What was it that, uh, what was the text your pastor used? What was the message that has stuck with you? Can you even remember? <laughs> uh, call in and share it with us. 888-52-TALKS is the number, 888 2557. We've heard, it's interesting, a lot of Christmas messages, as you would expect here in the month of December. I'm, I'm wondering if, if if your church is doing Christmas messages all December long, or if you'll do one this Sunday, or if you're just, are you staying with the series that you've been in? Uh, I wonder how you're, you're doing that. Carl is on the line with us in Tustin. Carl, welcome to Southern California Live. Thanks for calling. How you doing there? I'm good. How are you? Mr. Lapine, it's a pleasure to speak with you. I've heard you on the radio for many years. Well, it's great to have you joining us this afternoon. 
attend Cottonwood Church. Pastor Bayless is the pastor. And where is Cottonwood Church? It's in Los Alamitos, California. All right. And I'm sure folks, if they want to Google it, can find it. Pastor, what did you say the pastor's name is? Bayless. Pastor Bayless. All right. What was he talking about yesterday morning? Pastor Bayless was reading the story of the interaction of Mary with the angel. And in your last caller, you actually quoted the scripture. And what was interesting and what jumped out at me is that the word power in the New Testament is translated in the Greek dunamis or ability. And the angel said to Mary that the power of the Holy Spirit would have come upon her. And in that moment, what was what just jumped out at me is that I'm praying for somebody in Nevada who has stage four cancer. Hmm. And my message that I sent to her was that just as Mary said to the angel, be it unto me, and released her faith, hmm. that she should release the power of the Holy Spirit into her body to bring healing and wholeness to her. Hmm. And that hmm. was a fresh revelation for me. And, of course, that, you know, Mary's response was, let it be done unto me according to your word. Um, and and we we never know what is the hand or the purpose of God in our lives when things like this happen, stage four cancer. And yet God does want us to come to him in faith and to ask for healing, to ask for God to, to intervene supernaturally and for God to give grace in the midst of it. And uh, and God's message to Mary in the midst of a trying circumstance. It's a good word. Carl, thank you for calling. 888-52-TALKS is the number. 888-528-2557. The question on the table is about church yesterday. So where do you go to church? Who's your pastor? Good chance to give a shout out for your local church. What was the passage that was addressed in church yesterday morning? And what stood out to you? What did what sent you home scratching your head or thinking I needed to hear that? Or somebody came up to me yesterday morning at the end of the message and said, you have been stepping on my toes recently, you know? Uh, there, there were a couple of things as, as we're going through Jesus' instructions to his disciples as he sends them out, as he prepares to send them out. He says, I'm going away. Uh, you're going to do greater works than I did. I have a mission for you. I, I won't be here, but he says, I'll be available. And then he says to them, um, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And so yesterday I said, here are two things that Jesus said are going to be essential if his mission is going to be accomplished in the world, one is we're going to be people of prayer who stay connected with him, who stay dependent on him, who ask him for what we need rather than thinking, okay, I got this. Dependence is the right posture, and prayer is the, is the evidence of dependence. And Jesus invites us to be people of prayer. And I just said, is prayer an afterthought for you, or is it, is it the first thought? 
Right. First of all, are you are you living life on mission? Are you thinking I'm here? The reason I'm here is to represent Jesus wherever I am at work, in the home, with my neighbors, wherever I am. I, that's my assignment. And then are you are you a person of prayer who goes to Jesus and says, Jesus, I can't do this without you. I I need your enabling. I need your help. Are you a person of prayer? And then the, the next thing I said, and then obedience is a factor as well. Jesus says here, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Now, that's not Jesus saying that the, the that keeping my commandments is, is um, the requirement for loving me. It's Jesus saying, if you love me, the evidence that you love me is that you'd keep my commandments. You've, you've got to put the love before the commandments. You don't put the commandments before the love. You, you follow what I'm saying here? Because a lot of people will put the commandments before the love. That can easily shift into legalism. And and it can say, you have to prove what you've done. I was talking to somebody after church yesterday morning, and she said, my family, if, if I, I will hear my family say things to me like, I hope I've done enough as a Christian. Well, you know, that's, there, there's a, there's a part of that, that you're sympathetic to that. They, they want to make sure that they're serving Jesus well, but you hope you've done enough for what? To earn God's favor? No, 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 no. It's not, I hope I've done enough that, that I can get through, that I pass the bar exam. That, that's not how the gospel works. The gospel works this way. Jesus has done enough. He's done all that's necessary. And your entrance into his presence is not based on what you've done. It's based on what he's done. Now, once you get your mind wrapped around that and realize that the love of God has been demonstrated and poured out and is seen in, on the cross, once you get your mind wrapped around that, now all of a sudden you go, I, I want to serve. I want to obey. I, I, wanna, I want my life to be pleasing to Jesus. Yeah, I, I, I use this illustration. I said, there are, there are people in my life who, if they called me this afternoon and they said, hey, I need a favor from you, I would say, whatever. I wouldn't wait to find out what the favor is. I would just say, yeah, whatever. That's our relationship. I'm going to do whatever you need. Well, Jesus doesn't have any needs from us, but when Jesus says, keep my commandments, I'm going to say, absolutely, Lord. What you've done for me, my love for you, it's a joy to keep your commandments. So this is just some of what we were talking about yesterday morning in church. And and this hour, we're inviting you to call in and talk about what was talked about at your church yesterday morning. 888-52-TALKS is the number. 888-528-2557. What's the name of the church you attend? Who's your pastor? Good chance to give a shout out, a little plug for your church. What was the passage? Was it a Christmas message or was it some other message? And has it stuck with you? Is it something that God has impressed on your heart? Lines are open at 888-52-TALKS, 
888-212-2557 is the number to call. You can also email us at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. I think it's too easy for us to um, to get to Monday afternoon and to have completely forgotten what it was that God was doing with us yesterday morning. I There's a quote from Martin Luther or it's attributed to Luther, and I, I've never been able to find it in his writings, but I've seen this attributed to Luther having said, every week I preach the gospel because every week I forget it. We are forgetful people, and the message of the Bible, the message of the gospel is something that that the enemy wants us to be distracted from. He wants us to be thinking about other things. He wants you focused on things that are less significant. He wants you forgetting the gospel. And so it's important for us to be refreshed and reminded. It's important for us to be in church. It's important for us to have God's word washing us with the water of the word. And it's important for us to continue to meditate on God's word and to interact with the things that we're hearing in church, in community. I hope you're doing those things, and we'd love to hear about it this afternoon. Again, lines are open at 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557, as, as we talk about how God is at work here in Southern California through local churches. It's uh, 435 on Southern California Live on KKLA, we're going to we'll take a quick break right here and be back to take your phone calls. Lines are open at 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Call in and share with us what uh, stuck with you from church yesterday morning and we'll take your calls after this time out on Southern California Live on KKLA. Southern California Live, KKLA. I'm Bob Lapine. On a Monday afternoon, we're talking about uh, church yesterday and about what the text was and what the message was and what stuck with you. Phone lines are open at 888-52-TALKS. Maybe you're the pastor. Maybe you preached the message yesterday. What'd you preach about? 888-52-TALKS, 888 2557. Good chance to give a shout out to your church and your pastor. Give him some props. Little whoo hoo for him. Uh, I, I mentioned that we, we've we been in John 14 where Jesus is preparing his disciples at our church, preparing his disciples for the mission he's sending them on. John 14, 12, he says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do because I'm going to the Father. Now, there's a lot in that verse that has tripped people up over the years. So think through it with me. First of all, he starts by saying, truly, truly, I say to you, whenever Jesus says, truly, truly, he's saying, I know this is going to sound maybe unusual to you, but listen up. This he He's actually saying, amen, amen. That's that's the transliteration there. Amen, amen. This this is listen up. I, I got something uh important to say. So truly, truly I say to you, and then he says, Whoever believes, what what he's saying here is not just for the eleven men who are in the room. Remember at this point Judas has left. So he's not just talking to the eleven disciples and say, 
saying, you're going to do the greater works, but he's saying, whoever believes, this is going to be true of them. They're going to do the works that I do, and they're going to do greater works. So then you get to the question, well, what are the works that Jesus did? And we often think of the works that he did as being the sign works, the miraculous works, the 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 miracles that he did. And a lot of people get tripped up on this verse because they think it's this is Jesus saying, you're going to do greater miracles than I've done. And we can look at the book of Acts. We can look at the history of the church and we can say, well, if that was the promise of Jesus, then something went way wrong. Because in the book of Acts, we don't see the Apostle Paul standing before a tomb where somebody's been dead for four days and saying, come forth. We don't see the apostles with 5,000 people on a hillside taking uh, five loaves and two fishes and, and feeding everybody. But Jesus himself said, the works that I do, he said, "Here, the Son of Man has come into the world for this, to seek and to save the lost. That's the work he came to do. So when he says the works that I do, you'll do, if you're my disciple, if, if you believe in me, if you're a believer. Whoever believes, here's the work you're going to do. You're going to seek and save lost people. And greater works will you do than I've done. Now, again, think about this with me. When Jesus ascended into heaven in Acts chapter 1, Luke goes on to tell us that the disciples went back to Jerusalem and they prayed. And Luke tells us there were about 120 people who were in this little band of believers who were banded together. There were the disciples and a crowd of 120. Uh, Matthew tells us that when Jesus gathered on on the hillside, no, this is this is uh, uh, Paul tells us this in Corinthians in First Corinthians fifteen, he says Jesus appeared to the to the twelve, he appeared to to Peter, then he appeared to the twelve, and then he appeared to about five hundred, then he appeared to to James, and then he appeared to me. So Jesus appeared after his resurrection to we'll say six or 700 people. Okay. How many people got saved when Peter preached on the day of Pentecost? Do you remember Acts chapter two, 3000 people? Jesus says the works that I've done in advancing the gospel and seeing lives get turned upside down as people have believed the gospel, you're going to do those same works and you're going to do greater works. And 50 days after his resurrection, 3,000 people get saved because Peter gets up and preaches a sermon and the Holy Spirit goes to work in that moment. The, the greater works that God has called us to do is the, here, here's why it's greater works. It's not just greater because more people are coming to faith in Christ and because the gospel went out into Asia Minor and into the Roman Empire and because it spread all around the world. The greater works are greater because they happen after the resurrection. Before Jesus went to the cross and before he was resurrected, the message of the gospel was, was a message of promise Afterwards, it's a message of fulfillment. 
Peter could point back to what had happened. Jesus was always pointing ahead to what was coming. Peter could point back to the fact that it had happened, that that when Jesus said it is finished, something actually changed in heaven. In, in the spiritual realm, there was a, a transact there was a transition that took place. So now when the disciples preach the gospel, it's a new gospel because it's a it's been completed. It's been accomplished. The works are greater because the the gospel has been fulfilled in the death and resurrection of Christ. Jesus says, you are doing these greater works because I'm going to to the Father. Well, what's the path by which Jesus goes to the Father? The path is the path of the cross and the path of the empty tomb. You'll do greater works because of what I'm about to do in the crucifixion and the resurrection. This is why we say the gospel which is the death and resurrection of Christ. That's the good news. The the gospel is not good advice, Tim Keller likes to say. It's good news. It's not, here's the way to live. It's, here's what Jesus did. That's the gospel. And that message is life-changing. It's revolutionary. And it's a message that we need to come back to again and again. And we've been, I bring this up just because this is where, this is what I've been swimming in as I have been preparing to preach at our local church, this is what's been on my heart and on our heart as we've been going through these passages. We've been hearing from you this hour about what was preached in your church yesterday. It's been fun to hear of different churches, different pastors. What was the text? What was the passage? What was the insight? What stuck with you? We've been taking your phone calls at 888-52-TALKS, 888 888- Five two eight two five five seven. We've still got a little time this afternoon. If you want to join us and uh, and pass along to us what it is that uh, stood out to you at church yesterday morning, again eight 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 fifty two talks. But but I just mentioned the significance. We we always at our church we always come back to the centrality of the cross and the empty tomb. The, the message of the gospel, it's it's the message that we always are pointing to because Jesus says this is the message. This is the the message that 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 you carry with you. This is the mission that I've got for you. And we we tend to. I, I'm one of these people who has always tended to think that um, th- that the the gospel is a message that is for unsaved people so they can be saved. I've come to realize in my own life that the message of the gospel is a message of forgiveness, transformation, and hope. And I need to hear that message over and over again in my own life. I need to to be reminded of the fact that I am forgiven, that God is at work transforming and changing me, and, and that, that I have a hope for the future. And that's not something I need to hear once and then go check it off. I got it. No, I need to be reminded of that day in and day out. I need to be reminded of it weekly. Uh, and that's why we always come back to it in our church. So uh, taking your phone calls at 888-52-TALKS, talking about what you heard in church yesterday. And Latan is with us from L.A. Latan, welcome to Southern California Live. Thank you. This is Latan, and we, the pastor 
Uh, my church is Atherton Baptist Church, and it's in the city of Hawthorne, California. And Great. my pastor is uh, Pastor Weaver, Larry D. Weaver. And yesterday in the 8 o'clock service, he uh, spoke of God expect us to be generous believers. Hmm. And he was taking the scripture, came from 2 Corinthians 8, 1 through 5, and it was talking about the Macedonian believers, how generous they were, even though they were poor, financially poor, but they gave out of love, they gave out of, and they were joyful givers, and it was just a word to us not to be caught up in this spirit of just uh, being selfish, instead to give deliberately, give voluntarily, give out of love to those that are in need. And it says that giving self was what God wants us to do first and foremost, according to Romans 12, 1 and 2, to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. Yes. And it was just to emphasize how we as Christians to live and be generous about being the body of Christ. Boy, it, it, it's a good word, and a good word for us at Christmas time when our focus can often be on what we're going to be getting rather than what we can be giving. And and I, I would just affirm that for us to, first of all, give our own lives. You know, uh, you mentioned Romans 12, 1 and 2, give, offer yourself as a living sacrifice, but then to be generous to to the people around you in need. Thank you for that, Laton. Thanks for calling. We got about 60 seconds left. Dwight's in Long Beach. Uh, what was your message at church yesterday, Dwight? All right. So my pastor is Dave Delaney, uh, First Baptist Church in Long Beach. He preached out of Luke chapter 2 about the wise men. I'm sorry, about not the wise men, about the shepherds who uh, were greeted by the angels, and they had great joy. And the emphasis of the message was, we can find joy if we look to the same place these shepherds look to, if you look to the place Bethlehem and the person in Christ. Um, thank you for the work you're doing. God bless. Well, thank you, Dwight. Thanks for calling in. And, uh, you know, this this is supposed to be the season of joy. And you stop and, and look at what's going on in our world and look at what's going on maybe in your own life. And it, it is easy to get discouraged. It's easy to get cha- to feel challenged. And, and yet God comes and says, I have joy for you. It's found in me. So if if you're looking at life today and you're going, my life is lacking in joy, I, I'm I'm not experiencing the joy. You know where I'd send you? I'd send you to, to Jesus, who have said who who has said that that His coming. The the angels declared that that they were glad tidings of great joy that God had come into our world and come to abide with us. That He is our Emmanuel. And we just need to meditate on the truth of that, the reality of that, and find our joy in that. You know, this has been it's been great to hear about how God is at work through churches in Southern California, through your pastors, through his word. Thanks to all of you who called in and shared about what you heard in church yesterday. And uh, thanks for joining us this afternoon on Southern California Live. We'll be back to do it all again tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Hope you'll be here as well. I'm Bob Lapine. We'll see you again tomorrow on Southern California Live. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.